Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 630 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A. On Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. Jabari Tunnel sponsor Digitex. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. In this hour, two regular contributors to our shows on Thursday. Former NHL goaltender, future NHL president slash general manager uh, from ESPN and the NHL Network, Kevin Weeks, and Montreal-based sports personality, Edmonton sporting icon, George LaRock. You can uh, text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, open Monday to Saturday. And uh, we are going to head off at this time to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline, where we hook up with Kevin Weeks for Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical prefabrication and solar. Kevin Weeks, how you doing? I'm great. How are you doing, Stop. Hope you're doing well. What's a good word? Well, uh, actually, I was going to ask you, what are you hearing on Evander Kane? Are we going to get a really team? Yeah, I mean, uh, my understanding from speaking to people that are close to it is the league has kind of conducted the ruling and, and concluded it at this point. It's just a matter of the communication of uh, what their stance is in terms of what they deliberated on that. And then from that standpoint, that will uh, set the wheels in motion. I mean, I thought from the outset from speaking to people close that the Oilers are among or were among the final teams. I know the Oil are an attractive team. Evander Kane is from next door in BC. As you know, he's a Vancouver kid. He, from my understanding, has been in touch. I think some of this was public. Has been in touch with some key members of the Oilers, as he has with a few of the other clubs that were among the front runners. It's an attractive proposition. The Oil certainly needs some help right now. He'd be a nice complement to their group and bring a different dimension, really, to their team that they that they're missing now. With his speed and skating and skill and physicality, toughness. Uh, you know, I, I can make the case for him fitting in on a few different teams, but the Oil, I think, probably need him more than any of the other teams from a need standpoint. So, as of now, my understanding is it's come down to two clubs toward the wire. The Oil, are, the oil is definitely one of them. And then keep in mind the fact that 
you know, Kenny Holland has a longstanding relationship with uh, with Evander's agent Dan Milstein, who's now representing him out of Michigan. They have uh, they've done business on Datsuk and other players, and there's a trusted, uh, healthy respect between them. So that's where it stands right now. Kevin, a lot of people say this is it's not just about the hockey. You know, uh, now that said. Uh, we live in a time where everybody judges immediately uh, on on Twitter and tend to take a, a negative perspective. But there has been uh, Evander's been talked about for a lot of different reasons. That's about the politest sure. that we can put it. Uh, how would you respond to the people that say, you know what, I don't want that guy on our club? How would you respond to that? I mean, we're in a different. I'm not trying to absolve anything that has happened or that hasn't happened for that matter. Some poor decisions, some some challenging times, legal situations. I mean, some things were, were founded to be, he was claimed to be innocent from the legal process in certain instances. Completely and I don't exonerated. Know the up to the, Completely exonerated, exactly. Some stuff. Correct. And, yes. I, and I don't know the up to the minute beyond, to your point, Stoff, uh, because I, I haven't been fully abreast of the legal situation, but... I think this is, you know, somebody I got to know in the league is a young guy when he came into the league at 18. And over time, he's made some poor decisions and probably some some misbehavior too in, in a way that's egregious. And then a lot of it has been kind of self-inflicted too, just as far as some of the other things. And I'm sure he would say that from an accountable standpoint, or more importantly, he should. But ultimately, one thing that's really important is that not every player – even even the best players in the history, and people that are in Edmonton know this, not every player, hardly any player is 100% streak-free. You know, we, we all have our, our battle armor. We all have our wounds. We all have different things that, that we've had to go through, and so do all the listeners in their own way. You know, it could be a daughter or a granddaughter that had a DUI charge. It could be, you know, a father or a brother that, I don't know, was caught with some of the wrong stuff in the wrong place doing the wrong things. Like, everybody has something. And one thing, one thing I know about the oil and the history of the Oilers, and believe me, I play with the great Mark Messier. I play with Marty Jelena. You know, those guys had a lot of fun going back. I know Damon Allen well from back home in Toronto, too. So there's, there's been a lot of fun had over the years in Edmonton, and not every player that, that played for the oil, you know, moonlighted as a monk, let's just say. Um, and not to make light of anything, but uh, Kenny Kenny knows this well too from his time in Detroit. There's a whole host of players, but being Derek McCarty among many of them, and Kenny and Lou Lamorello, who I played for, Jim Rutherford, who I played for, Glenn Sather, Slats, who you all know. Yep. He, he's kind of had a. They, they've had a really good touch with players that have found themselves in hot water and and, and making poor decisions and giving them second chances. So uh, I think that that's what's on the horizon here for Evander Kane. You ever seen the movie Any Given Sunday? Yeah, yes, yes, yeah. You know the speech Al Pacino where he says, "I've made basically every stupid decision an adult <laughs> man can make." It is totally. I mean, I totally. I'm not saying I can relate to that guy, but some days I look at that guy in the yep. mirror. So no, I, totally. I, I, I know that's I, a great analogy. I, you know, we live in a, and and hey, there's there's a lot. I mean, one of the things that's interesting is Evander has custody of his daughter Kensington, and correct. And if you and, know the numbers on how rare that actually is it might right. shed some insight into some of the perspectives that maybe were a little bit uh, a little bit disinformation was out there a while ago that's maybe been clear let, let me let me double down on that and, and i can tell you this knowing this very well 
as, as a black person and a black male and an athlete, it's very rare that you're ever granted, even when the law really should be heavily in your favor for the right reasons and the factual reasons. It's hyper rare to have custody, let alone even joint, but, you know, custody of your child. It's very rare. I can only think of him and Dwayne Wade, uh, going back to Dwayne Wade's time in, in Miami with the Heat. It is hyper rare. I can tell you that for a fact. So, yeah, you're right. That's a good point that you make there. Yeah, well, we live in intra- – I mean, we had another stupid, idiotic moment in the ECHL. I, I don't – you know, I was kind of – I haven't really talked about it. I just – I'm sort of at a loss that uh, – and you know, and you have some people, well, that's not what the uh, – you know, I, I can't – I just kind of like, really, in, in 2020, like – Oh, I don't, did you talk about it at all on the NHL Network? Yeah, I spoke about it on the NHL Network and on ESPN, and I can just tell you that it's it's so upsetting. You know, I, I was on Fan 590 in Toronto yesterday. You know, I'll just say this for the listeners. I'm three months, I'll be 47 years old. So I started playing hockey 41 years ago. We're literally having the same conversations 41 late, years later. I mean, it, what are we actually doing? Yeah. Like, is this normal? Like, and I always say it. I've been saying this. For example, and everybody there in Alberta, you know your hockey. So imagine you got a goalie that's letting in the puck from the blue line, a point shot. You're like, yep. and they're not screened or tipped. You're like, hey, what's going on? They let one in from center. You're like, hey, hey, what? Like, really? They let one in from the far end or the, the far blue line or the far end. You're like, get this goalie out of here. Well, this is akin to not only letting in a, go- a goal from the far end, this is akin to letting in a goal from the parking lot. Like, literally. Like, that's how bad and egregious this stuff is. That's the equivalent. So I always say for the people that are doing this or the people that think this way, just ask yourself the question in the mirror, why? Why do you, th- why do you feel this way? Because it's a disease, and it's a learned, acquired disease, to be honest with you. And I go back to all those players, and I've always said this. You've heard me say this. In spite of what happened in the Ethan Bear incident, which I thought was horrible, I've always said this, and you just heard me reference a great Glenn Sater. The Oilers have always been one of the, if not the most progressive team in the league where that's concerned. Going back to when they first drafted Grant and all the different European players they had, French-Canadian players, uh, you know, First Nations players, and that started with slats, and it continues. So I think it's really important that people have to remember the racism of any misogyny, you know, any, anything of that nature, any discrimination of any kind is bad for people, which we all are. And more importantly, or as importantly, I should say, it's a horrible business strategy. <laughs> it's horrible. Yeah, absolutely. Well, horrible you know, business strategy. We have, we have the National Predators in town. They have Luke Prokop, who's a member of the Edmonton Oil Kings. I know the Prokop family. I know Al. Uh, he's, right. He's a great guy. And, uh, you know, I, I can't even envision, uh, uh, you know, the stuff that got said on the ice 20, 25 years ago. I can't envision yeah. that anybody would say uh, something like, you know, guys. Guys have got it way toned down. It was. Let's just say it was really, really. I mean, and again, I've, I, I'm, I'm almost uncomfortable talking about it because, sure. you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a white guy talking about. But it was just like, wow, it's just so stupid that it happens today. No, I appreciate your consciousness around it. I think Wilson. Even today, there's people that are tuned in. It's National Holocaust Day, too. I know. You know, for anybody, pardon me, you know, in the Jewish community, um, uh, we just actually, we're closing. We're, we're in a new house here in Jersey, which is moving today and yesterday. Yesterday and today, excuse me, and our lawyer, who just happened to be Jewish, came by the house so we could sign some stuff. And 
I just I had said exactly what I just said to you to him, and he said actually both my parents are Holocaust survivors. He literally just said that in our living room. Like both our, both my parents are Holocaust survivors, and he said that his wife um, on her side lost her parents and two siblings, and on his side, um, his mom his mom lost her parents and like four or five siblings. So those these types of things put things in perspective. You know, they really do. I, I, I can tell you, I don't like the uh, comparative narrative that is being put out there. Uh, uh, you're, you're, you're allowed to have a choice, and you have a choice on getting vaccinated, uh, okay? And some right. of the narrative from, um, you know, not a very small percentage of the anti-vaxxer yeah. types. It's a very small percentage. Yeah. But when they try to draw a comparable to... You know what Jewish people went through in the 19, in the 1940s and I, I, to me that's I, I'm sorry that's just off and and I, I, I yeah and again I'm a guy just so everybody's aware I am vaccinated I, I you know yeah and, and I want and it's your choice not to get in, uh, to get vaccinated I want Canada to open up I think it's going to have a long-term collateral effect on um, on our, our younger people and on mental health, we we, we have yeah. to pump more money into looking after people that are uh, elderly and 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 perhaps compromised. I'm not yeah. for restrictions, but I also don't no. li- I don't like this push that's come from some very small percentage actually go down that path. Very small, you know, most of the anti-vaxxers out there, they're they're allowed to have they're they've had a choice on this issue. Yeah. That's the point for me, right? But I just don't even I, I hear what you're saying. So, all right, now yeah, I want to ask totally. I, I want to ask you so Lawton came on yesterday and said the Oilers should be all in in the pursuit of Mark Andre Fleury. He's bullish of the team. Uh, I don't, you know, the Flowers represented by uh, Brian's uh, former agency, uh, Octagon. Yeah. Um, I think the flower is going to wait as long. I mean, we you you mentioned a week ago you think Colorado's right. in. Is is right. Edmonton a good enough team in your opinion to get in the mix here? Edmonton's a good enough team. Edmonton's a good enough team to get in the mix for sure. Um, I, I think they have more of a need for him than anybody else. That's what I was kind of saying with Evander Kane. But I think Edmonton would certainly benefit by by having the flower i mean there's no question about that uh, on the ice in terms of what he can still do he still plays like he's 20 25 years old it looks like a pogo stick and then also too his impact in the dressing room and the fact that he's won three stanley cups you know, all you need to know about him is no speak to anybody but speak to sid and i've spoken to sid about flower numerous times and when you speak to crosby about him that'll tell you everything you need to know in terms of the impact that he had in the dressing room, uh, on the ice, on the bus, on the plane. And that's with the best player of this generation and one of the best players in league history in Sid. So I got to think that if Connor and Leon are with him and Darnell and, you know, the rest of the oil, he's going to have that same impact. So I, from a need standpoint, I definitely think in the oil now, with the Flames winning last night, the oil, where, where, where are the oil right now? They're there was four it. points back. Well, they're within striking distance of all of the three Cali teams as well. I think I think Edmonton. You know, they got to win the games they have in hand. I think Edmonton, correct. I, you know, I thought Edmonton would win fifty games at the start of the year. I didn't see a two eleven and two run. By the way, Detroit knows seven oh eight, and they got. I mean, that was a Stanley Cup team. Lost ten out of yep. eleven, Kevin. It happens. But goaltending's a big. Oh, yeah. Goaltending's a big one. We know that. So it's a huge one. It's a huge one. I think. Listen, I think in short, 
the oil need him more than any other team need him. Yes. And people can argue about Colorado, you can argue about different clubs, but I if he's on the if he's on the oil, uh, it's a whole it's a whole different kettle of worms. So and I would also say too, <clears throat> pardon me, last few games, Costin has played better, you gotta give him credit. Last few the one you know, the Battle of Alberta he was really good actually. Yes. He was really good and then Spencer Martin sold the show with the forty seven saves against you guys in uh Van the other night, so if the margins are tight, stop. You know what it is. You just said it. Everything's basically in a blender, especially that Pacific Division outside of there we go. Yep. outside there. of Vegas. Yeah. Kevin, final one for you. Why is he, yeah. like UC Saros? Uh, uh-huh. He's not a big guy. Why is he so good? What makes him such a good goaltender? There's so much, but when you watch UC Saros play, to me, he reminds me a lot of Jose Theodore when Jose. I mean, Jose was always good going back to when we were in junior, but um, pardon me, along the way with Roly Melanson, who was the goalie coach in Montreal at the time, he really helped Jose become so strong in his, in his legs, in his quads, because he wasn't a big goalie at that time, like a Sean Burke or one of those guys. And with that, Jose played with a very upright torso. His back almost looked straight when the puck was outside the dots or up around the blue line if there was no screen. And what that did is it made a goalie that was 5'11-ish yes. appear to look like he was 6'1-6'2-ish. Hmm. So in other words, that upright back made him appear to the shooter, and the illusion to the shooter made him look bigger than what he actually was. And UC Saros does the exact same thing. And if you look at UC Saros' stick, it looks like a little tennis racket. But the way he's set up, he has a real upright torso. He looks bigger in the net. You know, Finns typically have good, go- have good glove hands. He's got a great glove hand. And he's so athletic side to side. And I got to tell you, here's an interesting thing, too, because if you have somebody like Sebastian Kosa, for example, like the Oil Kings, who's such a big man, a big young man with his size, uh, and a lot of people are looking to goalies in that mold, right? You want to yes. see a goalie that's 6'3 and taller, thanks to Carey Price and now Vasilevsky and the rest of them. But if you look at a guy like UC Soros, he kind of counters that narrative. So those are the reasons why he's so good. I, and I think he, he brings a lot of hope to the position for a lot of girls and boys that aren't necessarily north of six foot or 6'1", that they could still play, you know, in the, in the women's case, professionally and certainly at the Olympic levels for Team Canada, Team USA, or what have you. And then at the uh, NHL level, it's really good for a lot of those young, maybe shorter goalies that are aspiring to play in the show. Kevin, I lied. It's a quick response for you. In the last four months, in the last four months, have you been contacted about it, uh, by any NHL teams for a potential president or GM job? Yes. All right. Well, we'll see what happens here moving forward, my man. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. All right, Stoff. Thanks all the fans of Berta, too. Thanks for tuning in. All right. There you go. That is Kevin Weeks. He joins us every Thursday here on Oilers Now. It is presented by Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical prefabrication and solar. Japanese Village, open to serve you to any one of their five Edmonton and area locations featuring Japanese A5 Wagyu. Visit jvedmonton.ca. Don and the staff, Japanese Village. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. 
Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. We'll take care of you. We will come back with the Oilers Now prospect report for Scott Arthur Millwork when we return in Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 127 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Oilers Now prospect report is brought to you every Tuesday and Thursday by Scott Arthur Millwork. Custom cabinetry, luxury closets, exceptional millwork. Visit scottarthurmillwork.com today. Bakersfield Condors winning last night by a score of 6-2. to two. Uh, Philip Robert took a shot um, a couple games ago, and we'll also mention that uh, Bakersfield has had a COVID run uh, through their team. He did not play last night, but Broberg uh, does have two goals and 17 points so far in 24 games this year and is plus 11 on the season. Dylan Holloway held off the scoreboard in last night's 6-2 win. He's got three assists in three games. Xavier Borgo is waiting to get back up and at him after being shut down during the World Juniors, but Quebec, the province of Quebec, hasn't started up junior hockey. Edmonton Oil Kings returning to action with their five members of uh, Team Canada's World Junior program. Uh, they play Swift Current this weekend, Friday night. Uh, the Oil Kings, by the way, coming off an 8-1 home loss. 8-1 home ice loss to Moose Jaw, where uh, Sebastian Kosa had a tough night uh, on Tuesday against the Moose Jaw Warriors. 128 in Edmonton. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Uh, Jesse from Kelowna has a Texas show to say, I want to say that Ryan Nugent Hopkins should be playing 3C while McLeod pl- uh, plays in the first line. Uh, it would give McDavid uh, an opportunity. What do you think? More depth down the middle. It's like a three-headed monster. Well, if the Oilers get Evander Kane, Evander Kane might be playing left wing with Connor McDavid and possibly with Zach Hyman who's played mostly left wing this season. Hyman tonight coming off of COVID protocol will be with Ryan McLeod and Zach Cassian. McLeod scoring his fifth game. Keep shooting, kid. That's all I would have to say to him. Finish the hits and keep shooting because he can skate and transport the puck. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Edmonton sporting icon George LaRock, 135 today in Oilers Now when we return. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.